Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, he is the head coach of the TAC Titans Swim Club in Cary, North Carolina. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Bruce Marchionda. How's it going, Bruce? Thanks for having me, Coleman. A busy, busy summer, uh, and we, we have to start with Claire Curzan uh, heading into Olympic trials. I think she had she had a lot of pressure on her from the outside, from the inside. You know, being her her coach specifically, um, how are you feeling heading into trials? Um, well, obviously, very nervous as anyone is at that meet. You just never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, when we had a nice group that went to the Olympic trials. We had a total of 14, uh, eight in the second wave. So that was a real good support system for everyone. Um, you know, and, and we didn't go there with just participants. We went there with a couple of players, obviously Claire Curzon, Charlotte Hook, you know, Ashley Twitchell. Um, so it was, it was, um, a very nerve wracking (laughs) week. Um, but uh, we felt very good going into the meet, uh, felt very confident. You know, you just never know when you're dealing with such young swimmers, how the pressure is going to get to you, what the nerves are going to do. Um, and it was the first time I think I've seen clear nervous, you know, at a meet. So it was very interesting to, to be able to handle that and work with her and obviously have great results come out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as, as a, I, I know, I, we spoke with Claire a little bit, um, and I think we're talking to her again sometime this week, but, um, and, and she mentioned how nervous she was, uh, which understandably so, you know, especially first time at that meet, it's, it's a completely different beast. Um, as a coach, w- what do you do? How do you handle, you know, nerves like that at, at a meet that's, that has that much pressure associated with it? Um, well, the biggest thing is that we did not want the trials to become a life of their own. Um, so we tried to handle things, you know, normal business. It's just another meet, right? This is something we've done thousands of times, right? In, in your career and just go out and uh, use the energy of the arena, use the energy of the meet, you know, use the support staff that you have here. You know, everybody's here with you. It's not just you. It's a collaborative effort. And we just really tried not to make it again, become a life of its own. And so leading into trials, um, obviously Claire, Claire was seemed to be on fire from the outside, from, from just what we were reporting, you know, she, she dropped that 56 two, I think, uh, in the meet where she raced Tori. Um, I mean, it's just, she, she had a lot of really great swims. Am I confusing that was, did she go 56, six? 56-2. Okay. 56-2. Right. Tori was 56-6, I believe. Um, and, but you know, so, so heading into trials, um, those few months, it seemed like she was just going best times, best times, best times. D- As her coach, do you adjust training at all leading into that? D- it, was it a normal taper or, or what were the last few months of prep heading into trials? What did they look like? Um, up until 
two weeks out, um, it was pretty much normal. Mm -hmm. Um, we started to do a little bit more running at that point, um, just for a little bit more leg endurance, physical fitness, that type stuff. And she seemed to be responding to that pretty well. Probably in hindsight, I would have brought her off of that a little bit sooner. Um, but you know, she, you know, every time you turn around, right. Rested, non-rested, she would get up and swim really fast. Um, last two weeks, we just tried to really make sure that she was sharp. You know, we go through our normal progressions of three-day cycles of endurance, speed, pace, and her pace was very good. So we had pretty good confidence going into the meet itself. And I just obviously you can't speak for her, but as a, as a coach, do you feel like it was helpful to have that training group? Like you said, she was not the only player you had. Charlotte hook was right there with her. You you guys had a group of eight, um, heading to wave two trials. It, it, it seems like it would be helpful for her just to not be in that boat alone, especially in the taper period, but, but having a good group to, to come down and rest with. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, anytime you're not, isolated and alone i mean i've been in situations right where you have one swimmer at a meet and that's mentally that's that's very difficult when you don't have your whole team there uh we had a great group of parents that were there you know all decked out in titan stuff and looking the same and so you know we tried to feed off of that energy and just kind of keep our nerves a little calm right um you know, but again, you know, Charlotte just, I, I thought she was going to throw up before her final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys had quite a few Olympic finals, but, um, and I have to ask, uh, with the addition of, uh, Claire Donahoe as, as a coach, I think she has a different last name now. White, white, Claire white. white. Um, yep. you know, she, she's one of your assistants and made the Olympic team in 2012 in the hundred fly under, under your tutelage. Uh, what do you feel like she has brought, um, especially in those last few months leading up to the Olympics, knowing that she's been there, she knows what to expect from a trials and a games. Well, exactly. She tried to, um, pass on the experiences that she had and what it was like and things to do to help, you know, whether it be the travel um, you know, whether it be at the meet itself, the first day at the meet, the arena itself. Um, so, you know, having that familiarity, being down that road before, you know, she was able to sit down and talk with our athletes about things she learned through the process. And hopefully by that, expose them to some of the things that they would experience. Yeah. I mean, what a what an asset to have. I, I, I feel like that would just having that knowledge, especially f as a younger swimmer would, would be beneficial. Um, so you get to the trials. Can you take me through how prelims and semis that first day of the women's hundred fly go for you? Yeah. Um, we wanted to obviously get faster and faster through the, you know, prelims, the semifinals and the finals and trying to manage that, Mm -hmm. as as best we could we didn't want to just pop out of the gates and not swim in our best time at that finals and so i thought she did a very good job of stepping up each time um 
and then eventually into the finals, you know, being able to get her hand on the wall second, um, you know, just was very exciting for her, obviously, and everybody else. And, you know, so it, I thought she managed that very well. We talked and we looked at video after each race. Uh, Claire's very, very good about analyzing her races and tweaking things to be better the next time she gets in the water. Are you, do you feel like there were specific things she tweaked heading into that final um, that you um, yeah, Well, you know, with, it was interesting because with the running and obviously getting a little bit stronger in that, um, one of the things that we had to be very careful of was the 15-meter mark. Because uh, as you know, actually, in the meet that we had, the premier meet where Tori was there, she got DQ'd for going past 15 in the freestyle. So that was kind of always in the back of her mind again. So we had to even, you know, in warm-up process, videotape her start, show her where she's breaking out, making sure we didn't need to make any adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, because it was different blocks, for example, than what she was used to and is that affecting your start or your angle or how many kicks and so just making those little tweaks the rate at which she was kicking uh we tweaked a little bit that kind of stuff we knew exactly what her stroke count needed to be and her stroke rates needed to be um we we you know we were able to hit exactly the stroke count that we wanted um and the number of underwater kicks off each wall that we wanted to do and where we were um, and so now moving forward, for example, it's the tempo type stuff that we are trying to maintain the same number of strokes, but just with a slightly faster tempo, which should make you faster. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so then after, you know, that's day two of finals of, of the trials, you have a swimmer make, make the team. Um, what was the general mood of, of just the TAC Titans team moving into the rest of the meet after that? Um, it, what was really great to see was the support that she got from all the other swimmers that were there. They were genuinely excited for her, you know, meeting her down at the, the end of the walkway, coming back and high fives and hugs and kisses and everything else. Right. Um, and I, I just think that motivated us as a group as well. Right. Uh, if she can do it with what we're doing, then I can do this, you know, which I think really helped Charlotte with, with her races. And she came out the next day and had a great 200 IM, which was the best time for her. Um, and then by golly, if we had five more yards on that 200 fly, I swear, <laughs> but you know what, just a, a great experience for her. And, you know, nobody wants to finish third at the Olympic trials, nobody. Right. And then you got to turn around and go get drug tested on top of that. Right. (laughs) So it's like, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. Right. But, you know, again, you know, we talked about using that as motivation. You're 17 years old, right. This year, first Olympic trials. So, you know, her future is extremely bright along with Claire's. Right. And when we tried to talk to them and, you know, Claire Donnie was there as well. Um, and it was funny because, you know, the first Olympic trials that Claire swam was, was 2008, right? She was 32nd at the trials, right? Four years later, she's number two. Um, so we, we try to talk a little bit about that stuff as well and how you guys are just so young and, you know, got a bright future. You know, they'll both be sophomores in college when the Olympic trials come up again. What a, what a great place to be. 
no kidding that, that's yeah. it's a it's a great point and yeah i i i was going to ask you just you know you you got the second and you got the third at the same meet um and and i feel like that's so indicative of just the kind of meet that it is that it's it's such a roller coaster there's a lot a lot of ups and downs um and and it's a it's a strange thing right because as you said charlotte went best times she got she, she had a great meet but then got third place and that's like the one place you don't want to get at a meet like that um, right again just from your perspective you know you mentioned hey you've got a bright future um but do, i mean do you, is there anything else as a coach that that you've learned maybe this is this is how i handle that or or this is when i give them space this is when i talk to them um, I mean, yeah, obviously it's, 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 it's hard. I mean, anytime you go to a meet, no matter what it is, right. It could be the, your end of the year meet at futures or junior nationals or senior sectionals. Right. Um, and you know, you as a coach, you swim every race with one of your athletes. Right. And when they do well, you know, you have that feeling of knowing that you help them reach their goals and that's kind of why we do this, right? And at the same time, if you have a server that doesn't meet their expectations or your expectations, you know, it's just like someone stabbed you in the heart, right? And it's like at first, like, oh, God, what do you say? What do you do? How do you help them, you know? And um, we learned that you got to give them a little space at first, right? And then you come in and you basically say how proud I was, to be here with you and you know what what a great experience and you know as kobe bryant right says there's no such thing as failure there's, there's no such thing as failure failure does not exist the only time it exists is when you stop learning from you know your races right so there's always something to learn always a way to take that and be better right and you know, some of the athletes will come out and go, you know, and you you heard them. You heard them at trials. I can't wait for three years, right, to be back here, right? I fell short of my goal. I can't wait for three years, right? What you want to do is help them not sit in the corner, put the tail between their legs, and go, oh, poor me, right? Because every opportunity is an opportunity to learn and get faster and one more step closer to where you really want to be just just continue taking the steps that's yeah that's a that's a that's a great philosophy i feel like that's catching on more and more and i think it's really cool that it is the, that that growth mindset kind of what can i learn from this how can i move forward um and a, a great thing to have and to develop especially to meet like that that can take you pretty low pretty quickly i think even even for me who's who doesn't swim there you know, I, right. I get, so it's such an emotional meet and it's so easy to get wrapped up in. Uh, so you leave trials, uh, and then you, and then you have, you know, athletes kind of all over the place. You have Ashley and Claire who are getting ready to go to Tokyo. I'm, I'm curious, did Ashley leave later than the pool athletes or did she leave at the same no, time? No, she, they actually left the same time. Okay. Actually her and Claire were on the exact same flights out to Hawaii uh, which was good because I think that was the first time Claire got on a plane by herself, 
right? Which you keep forgetting that kind of stuff, right? right. Um, oh, yeah, you get on a plane, you go to Hawaii. You know, okay, well, you've never done this before. So it was great to have Ashley there, right, and, and help out with that process as well. But they both went at the same time. I know their water workouts were obviously a little bit different. Um, Ashley got to compete down there uh, in a little open water oh, race. Yeah, yeah which, which was really good. And obviously anybody that watched the Olympics – and if you don't know who, you know, and you watch the open water race, if you don't know who Ashley is, then you weren't paying much, you weren't paying any attention because God, what a great effort she had. And, you know, leading all the way until I think the last thousand meters. Yeah. That was one of the most exciting races of the Olympics to me. Um, yep. I didn't, I didn't watch the men's, but I did watch the women's and, yeah, I mean, what a what a thriller, especially those last few thousand meters. I mean, it's just so back and forth. There's so much happening. Um, but but backing up to to the training camp, just again from your perspective, what what kind of uh, communication were you having with with Claire and or Ashley um, as they were training in Hawaii and leading into Tokyo? You know, were you putting um, hands off, or were you able to? at least speak with them and, and, and talk to them a bit. Yeah. I mean, most of the communication was through their coach in charge. Uh, Todd DeSorbo was um, in charge of Claire. Um, so we text and, and talked pretty much daily on that, um, you know, and, you know, some of the times that she was putting up, Todd was just like, I've never seen a girl go that fast before. Right. Um, and so we felt very good about what she was doing and, you know, letting Todd do his thing for the most part, you know, tweaking some things, giving him suggestions on what I would be doing at this time. Um, you know, it was hard. It was, it was extremely hard not being there. Right. Um, because in a normal year, right a non-COVID type situation, I mean, all the home coaches would have been at the training camp. Mm -hmm. right? uh, that was one of the best things. When Claire Donahue went to the Olympics, we were, went back to the University of Tennessee, and we were there for two weeks. So we were able to be there and able to make sure that they were getting what they needed, right, mm -hmm. um, to, to have their best performances at, at trials. And, and that was hard. That was hard to do, but Todd did a great job of communicating and making sure everything was good. And then Lindsay Patanko, we would have a, a couple of Zoom calls. I think we had two Zoom calls during the course of the camp just to kind of get the home coaches informed on what's going on and do we have any questions and stuff like that. That's, that's really nice. Yeah, obviously, like you said, I don't know if I realized all the home coaches get to come uh, for, for a period of training camp, which is awesome. Uh, but also I'm sure really hard than when you don't. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 And so, so moving through training camp and then, uh, you know, obviously Claire swims again on the first two days in Tokyo, uh, and, and then the last day. And then I think Ashley's a day or two after that. So you were, you really, got the bookends of, of the swimming competition. Can you take me just through watching that? And, and if you communicated with them at all during that or, or, or what it was like for you? Um, there was, a, you know, be, just because of the time changes and that it was uh, difficult, but again, Todd did a great job 
just making sure that he was reaching out and letting me know what was going on and stuff like that. Um, and, and obviously the hardest part was we didn't get to watch, um, the semifinals of the hunter fly yeah. live, um, because, you know, USA just had a great 400 IM, which was extremely exciting. And then they were interviewing them. And as they were interviewing them, I heard the horn go off and I'm like, Oh my God, I hope that's not the first semifinal. And yeah. then you see in the corner of the background, Oh crap. Right. So then you got to flip over and find it and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, obviously again, it, it, it's just for her at that young age to get that experience. Right. Um, and to learn from it and be better the next time was great. Um, you know, obviously we had a little higher goals than we achieved there in her individual event, but again, try to learn from that and, and move forward. And then, you know, her doing her job in the, the medley relay to, to set them up and finishing second and, you know, passing the baton over to the next team to, to go after the gold. And my golly, they almost did that. They almost pulled that one out. Yeah. That, I mean, what, yeah. What was it like to, to see that race? And I mean, that was, that was one of the best races on the, uh, I think of the games as well as that women's foreigner medley relay. It was so exciting yeah. in the finals, but, um, you know, to obviously as, as an American at first, you're like, Oh, they got silver. They were so close. And then it's like, they got silver. Like, that's great. My, right. like, the, yeah. the swimmer I coach now is a silver medalist. Well, <laughs> what was that like? Yeah. I mean, just, just excited for her. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we have three athletes that actually are associated with the triangle aquatic center tack, which was obviously Claire Guzan, Claire Donahue and Charlie Houchins. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and Charlie trained here for a period of time. Um, and so knowing Charlie very well and all three of those athletes, you know, earn their medals through the prelims of a relay. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, that sense of pride that you did what you needed to do for your country and your team to put them in a position to go after that. And yeah, of course we always want to win, right. We always want the, the gold medal. And, you know, for a moment there, it was like, Oh, you know, we, we had that, we, we could do that. And, and then you realize, okay, <laughs> you just want a silver medal, you know, how, how could you be disappointed? Right. Mm -hmm. You could be a little bit disappointed, you know, maybe what I say is not, don't be satisfied necessarily, mm -hmm. but be happy with, with what you did. So yeah, that was, that was fun to watch. And then, you know, a couple of days later we turn around and, and there goes Ashley in the, in the open water. And like I said, we're just following through that and just watching and cheering and screaming and yelling and let's go. And we got this right. We're texting Derek wall, which was her, her husband. And, and, you know, he's going, oh, yeah, she's looking good. And we're going back and forth. And, um, <laughs> You know, again, you know, it's like, it, it, what a great effort, right? Obviously, she wanted the medal and, and fell short there, you know, and it, and it wasn't until the very, very end, right? I mean, she led 90% of the race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a great race. And, um, again, I, I really like what you, what you said. 
don't be satisfied necessarily, but, uh, but, but realize the accomplishment that you've achieved and, uh, and what you've done. And I feel like that's, I feel like that was a lot easier for a lot of athletes to do this, this Olympics, given the last two years and what everyone's gone through, um, just to be there to get the opportunity to compete. And then, you know, if whether you won or you're under medal or you just swam your best, it's like, it seemed like a lot of more athletes could just openly come out and say, yeah, maybe it wasn't my, you know, maybe it wasn't what I wanted, but I I'm really satisfied or, or, or I can be really happy with this, um, and take it and move forward. Um, at, you know, talking to Claire after her performances, did you get a sense that that's how she felt? Yeah. I mean, obviously she was, you know, a little disappointed because she had such high goals. Um, but then, you know, after a while, she just was very thankful for the experience, um, you know, and get a chance to swim the prelims of that relay. She was very excited about that and, you know, had the potential to earn a medal th that way. And, um, so I think, you know, what she has learned is, is going to make her a better athlete. You know, we already sat down and talked about some stuff that she learned on the trip. Right. Um, and some of the other, you know, things that some of the other athletes were doing that she thought was very interested. And we sat down and looked at that and, you know, talked about some of them. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. And then just trying to make her program better over the next year. Right. Um, because obviously we're hoping, and I know the selection process hasn't come out yet and I know it'll be a very small group, but you know, we're hoping she'll get to go to world championships in December, short course world championships. And, you know, short course, she's going to be <laughs> really good. Right. Right. More walls, the better for her. I mean, she was 49, five short course fly. Right. <laughs> Um, so, you know, she, you know, that, that could be a great situation for her. So I hope she gets that opportunity. Um, again, hopefully we'll know here in the next couple of weeks, whether that's a reality or not, you know, and then again, we have to turn right around in April for, you know, probably world championship trials. And again, I know that those details are trying to be worked out as well. So, you know, just trying to tweak her program and, and make it better for her right um because here we have the ability to be able to do a lot of individual stuff you know which is just the the beauty of having your own facility so to speak you know where we can come in at different times and if you need something different let's make sure we do that yeah I, that's 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 funny to hear you say that because <laughs> because your training group is pretty big yes what what is what is the top group sitting at right now? Uh, the Olympic League group, as we just started Monday, is sitting at forty three, which right, which, which isn't enormous, I guess per se. But like that's you know that's like a college team. That's that's I feel like that's right. double of what some a lot of other club training groups is, and so that's obviously it's great that you guys are able to have that. But then, like you said, you have your own pool time, and so. Um, or, you know, with, with someone like Claire or, or any other athlete who maybe feels like they need individual, it, it, do they come in on their own and, and maybe do something else or, or have another practice? Um, how does um, that work? 
yeah, we actually, you know, have the flexibility to, you know, based on their schedule, obviously. And last year was a lot easier because most of them were totally virtual learning, which yeah. now they're not. But <laughs> like, you know, like Charlotte and Claire were in the water at 645 this morning. Mm. Right. Where I have a whole nother group coming in at 330 this afternoon. So, you know, with the smaller groups, even though we may be 43 large in that particular group, we can make sure they're trying to get what they need to, to do. Right. And then you sit down with their class schedule and say, OK, well, you know, Wednesdays, you're done with school at two o'clock. So let's come in at three and do some very specific things for you. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty great. <laughs> right. And, you know, here in the beginning, um, you know, Michael Cotter and, and Charlotte are a little bit different because they're going to the World Cup in, okay. in Budapest in Germany. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to get them ready in five weeks, right? Less than five weeks to, to go there uh, and represent the United States. You know, but pretty much everybody else, we have certain progressions that we want to do. And we want everybody together when we do those, right? Um, like on Saturdays, we, in the beginning of the season, we always do run swims, which are always fun to see. But we go the first Saturday, we'll go a one-mile run and 1,000-meter swim, right? Which is not that bad, right? But it's a race, right? It's a race. Okay. We, keep, we keep team records. We make a big deal about it. Next Saturday, we do that twice back-to-back. One mile run, thousand meter swim. One mile run, thousand meter swim. Right. Uh, third week, we do it three times back to back. Right. And uh, historically, fourth week, we do it four times back to back. Sometimes they do a great job, and we kind of do that as fourth time as a relay, which they get all excited about. Um, but you know that type of stuff, doing that all together with everybody, uh, just builds a lot of camaraderie. And, you know, it, and again, it's really cool because that's the time some of the people, that's their time to shine. Right. Right. They maybe have run cross country, you know, at some point and or they're good runners and they're a little more distance oriented. So they're good. You know, our sprinters like, oh, my God, I got to, you know, go thousands. What are you talking about? I don't even know how to count that high. <laughs> you know, so it's like certain people, it's their time to shine, which is really neat. Right. And, and some of them are like, oh, I can't do that. And they get through that. And it's like, okay, look what you just did, right? You're going to be able to do anything that we throw at you. So we do a lot of little progressions like that in the beginning of the year that we'll just get everybody together, even though we'll break up in the smaller groups and get individually what they need. Oh, I want to come do Tac Titan Saturdays. <laughs> there you go. Come on, Coleman. That sounds great. I, I, I would, I would have loved that as a summer. And that, that sounds super fun, super engaging for the whole team. Um, certainly somewhere I would have shined. I was, I was a dry land hero all the way, <laughs> uh, yeah. but that that's, that's really cool. So, so uh, moving on to Charlotte hook and Michael Cotter. So we talked about Tokyo for, for Claire and Ashley. Um, then, then for, for the rest of the team, you guys sent 65, athletes to the futures meet in Huntsville, which is yep. insane. <laughs> That's so many athletes. Can you tell me about that meet a little bit? Yeah. Uh, you know, we determined, um, you know, earlier in the year that that was going to meet that we are going to target. Um, and it kind of gave everybody, uh, including some of our younger swimmers, 
that were still in the 13 and 14 groups a chance for them to get their first kind of, you know, maybe what you call national experience, at least at a higher level meets, get them experience. So we decided to do that as, as a whole. Um, and that was a lot of fun. We had, um, you know, it wasn't a team travel trip because of COVID and stuff. So all the families came down, right? Uh, the parents were in the stands each night with a different color T-shirt for the Tech Titans, which was kind of fun and get them a little bit engaged and just go down there with with a group like that. It, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And and, um, you know, some of our swimmers had just phenomenal meets. Right. Like at our boys 400 freestyle relay and we didn't have Lance Norris in it. We didn't have Michael Cotter and wasn't even there. Right. So this was kind of our next kind of group. And, you know, we went three fifty ones and a 50 point, you know, for a bunch of 16 year old boys. Right. So that was that was kind of fun. You know, the relays. First time we did relays in probably a year and a half. Right. So, yeah. So it was a, it was a fun meet for us. And, and we kind of had that in mind when we when we um, determined that's where we were going to go. You know, we wish we could have went to Richmond, right? <laughs> We're just two and a half hours up the road, and we got a truck down eight hours to Huntsville, Alabama. But you know, that's, did you guys? That's, that's, you guys drove down to Huntsville. Um, some flew, okay. some some drove. Uh, the coaching staff we actually flew into Nashville because <laughs> it was a lot cheaper, right? Uh-huh. So we flew into Nashville and then got vans and drove down. To Huntsville, which really is only an hour and a half, okay. hour and forty minutes. So yeah, it's it not bad. So that worked out pretty well. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, all, all kinds of travel. You guys got there. It sounds like a great crew. That sounds like that sounds really fun. Uh, so and then particularly Charlotte Hook uh, coming off of trials. How how do you feel like she was approaching this meet? She swam um, free, hundred free, two hundred free, four hundred free, and then two hundred fly. Then I think she was on right. 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 Yeah. When she got back from trials, um, she took a little bit. Well, she was kind of an alternate, obviously, for the games. And as soon as we found out, OK, we're not going to be an alternate. She took she took time off and, and actually went to Jamaica for a week, which which was nice. And so when we got back in, you know, we just said, let's let's have fun with this. Let's get back to it. And yeah, she goes down there and swims. You know, the 50 free, the 100 free, the 200 free, the 400 free, which are all best times for her, right? Huh. And I'm looking at the other coaches and going, I don't know what the hell we're doing, right? <laughs> we'll all just take two weeks off before our big meets, right? <laughs> um, and, and the same thing with Michael. Michael Connor was, wasn't there because um, he had to take a break for, for two weeks. Um, and so we said, well, let's not go to the future meet. Let's get another weekend and go to the closeout meet which we had attack and he gets up and goes three fifty three in the 400. Right. I'm like, okay, everybody's going to take two weeks off five weeks out, right. From your big meet. That's what we're going to do. Um, but it, yeah, so it's, it's, it was fun there watching her go that, uh, you know, her two on a fly was still very good. Right. Uh, she was two Oh nine down there. Um, but again, you know, it was good for her to just have a fun meet and relax. You know, the support from the teams were good. You know, they got together and they were like, okay, tonight's going to be, 
USA night. So they got dressed up in all their USA stuff and they just had a great time and fun on the pool deck. And, you know, really at the end of the day, that's what's more important. And that just drew over to the pool and come up, came up with some really good times. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Great philosophy. Have fun. That big meets like that are always cool. I know at a lot of our sectional meets, we would, we would have themed nights where we dress yep. up for finals and it just, yeah, it creates a great environment. That's, that is, that warms my heart to hear. Uh, and you, you guys swam fast as the tack Titans seem to always do. Uh, so, so to close out our conversation, um, we've got Paralympics all week. And the Tech yeah. Titans actually have two Paralympians in Tokyo right now, Morgan Stickney and Hannah Aspen. Can you tell me a little bit about them and, and what you're looking forward to, what, what events they're swimming this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's both of them are just great individuals. And, um, you know, Morgan Morgan's targeting kind of the 200, 400. Um, and at the last kind of qualifying meets for the Olympics themselves, I mean, she was 443, right? And, um, you know, she lost both her legs really only about two years ago. Um, And uh, just what a great girl. I mean, she's right in there just banging practices out with with everybody else. And, uh, you know, Hannah's events, really, she's primarily a backstroker, very good freestyler. Um, I know she's swimming the breaststroke just to kind of as an off event, so to speak, but still gets to do that. So they'll be coming up here in the next two days, three days. So we're pretty excited about that. Both of them have very strong uh, chances of getting on the medal stands. So we'll all be watching here with, with some pride and, you know, just two great individuals to represent the United States and to some degree represent us. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.